episode 281. Thank you all for listening to episode 280, The Lost Treasure. I am The Lost Treasure, Gray Lamarck, here with my co-host. Y'all road bear. Bruce Mathis. And no parrot today. He may show up later. We'll see. So we'll just get right into this. Thank you to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Songs by Wes, and also on Instagram, at Songs by Wes. Thank you to All Our Clothing, the primary sponsor of Over the Line Sports Podcast. We appreciate him. He can hook you up. Uh, We're going to get hats coming soon, but he just got us some, some koozies, some hoodies, all that fun stuff. He's good at what he does. Mention over the line sports podcast, he will hook you up with a deal. I'm thinking we might want to because if we do some golf outings like we did last year, we might have to get some uh, OTL Nike uh, Nike polos for golf. And I'm thinking when we do this golf outing that you know now in charge of, we might have to have him for that. I'll even if we're playing, to, even if we're playing together or not, you know, because want to get as many teams out there as possible. We are probably going to be the primary sponsor, uh, which would be cool. And we'll have to work that out with Sparty Steve so he can help us out. So Sparty Steve, we got to thank him too. Uh, he might be helping us fund that because we got to see if we're the title sponsor, how much we're going to charge for that. So we're looking at trying to do, I would ideally like to do it at Valleywood because we can do multiple things there or at River B. And worst comes to worst, we're, we're probably going to look at uh, uh, FT as last, but uh, Brandywine's a possibility too. So we'll see how that goes. Unless uh, old Barrington Cub can get us in the old Toledo Country Club. I don't know if that would be quite in the budget. <laughs> Probably not. I've seen I've seen some of the rates for what they put out, and it's it ain't cheap. Yeah, probably wild. But yeah, I would think that uh, I would think that a Valleywood or uh, Fallen Timbers or Riverview would be would be a better option uh, budgetary wise. Oh yeah, and I think FT would probably be the cheapest, but Valleywood uh, could do a lot of things. You got a banquet hall up there. You can. It's a nice course, you know, and they do a good job out there. So we we're looking at that because we'd like to do a stuff for the ladies the same day. If we can do a purse bingo while the guys are out golfing, a purse bingo is a big deal when you're doing that. But you got to. It's weird. You got to have separate rooms uh, where you're conducting bingo versus where you have the alcohol because you can't jeopardize your liquor license. It's got to be in different areas. So liquor control does not like that when you do bingo and drink in the same room. As long as you're in a separate room, you're all right. That seems like the strangest rule I've ever heard in my life. Like what, in what instance does bingo and drinking have anything to do with each other? Like that doesn't even make sense. Right. Right. I, so you're telling me I can go to the casino and play bingo and right. drink. Mm-hmm. So why can't I do it in a, in a banquet hall? I don't know, but it, we did it at, at, at Fallen Timbers, and all you had to do was shut the doors and go into the other room and drink alcohol, and then come back from your break after drinking and play bingo again. It's just the weirdest. We don't know why, but uh, it's a thing. It's crazy. Interesting. All right. Yeah. So we're going to try to see what we can do for this golf outing. We're, we're talking August. Uh, it's kind of pushing the envelope, but we're going to try to do it because the guy I'm working with, he made a good point that college football starts in September and October. It's going to be harder to get people out there unless you can do like an early morning tea time, which uh, we would, we're going to try to do regardless. So we'll see how that works out. 
But uh, I know we're going to keep all you guys in the loop because if we're putting it on and that's big for us, uh, that's a big deal. Doing our charitable contributions and, and helping the community. That's right. That's what we're here for. That's what we said we were going to do. And now it's an actual opportunity. So we're going to we're going to see how this works <laughs> and we'll see what we can do. OTL love the kids. Yeah, that's right. OTL love the kids. Hey, I should just let you speak. Bruce Mapp is here. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it'll be interesting. We just can't let Parrot speak. No. <laughs> he can't say any words. Uh, we also got to thank, uh, we got to thank Crandall's Quality Landscape and give Sean a call. 419-704-5471 serves the Toledo and surrounding areas and not. Um, East Lafayette, Indiana. I think that's where I'm passing through right now. Nice. So you got a few, few hours. What? How much time you got left? About an hour? A uh, little under two little under two yeah. and then uh and then it's vacation for the bear right gonna be at that old draft tomorrow yeah going to the draft which i'm sure we'll get into here in a little bit but yeah heading over to cleveland i mean it's one of those things when it's that close it's a once in a lifetime sort of thing you're not going to go to many drafts so it should be uh should be enter- entertaining we're gonna we're gonna see it's gonna rain all day tomorrow so that's gonna suck but eh, who cares that's right and we're going to get into that. You are absolutely correct. A lot of different things going on today in sports, and we'll try to get through as much as we can. And we're going to shorten wrestling this week, which we'll get into that on the wrestling show. Um, but we also need to thank – we thanked Sparty Steve already, thanked all our clothing, thanked Crandall's Quality Landscaping, and uh, last but not least, the great Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. Yeah, you need to uh, make sure you go to Amazon, pre-order that book, Dating Sucks, but you don't. It's about two weeks from dropping. And if you don't pre-order it, we're going to keep plugging it until you buy it. So make it happen. Get over to Amazon.com. Go to Dating Sucks, but you don't by Connell Barrett. Pre-order the book so you can get it faster than anybody else. And in the meantime, go to DatingTransformation.com so you can get that consultation from Connell, get that, uh, get that confidence up, and be ready for the summer because you're probably going to be vaccinated and uh, the ladies or the guys or whoever you're into ain't going to be in there if you're not vaccinated. So go to datingtransformation.com and make sure you pre-order the book. Dating sucks, but you don't. Beautiful. All right. We got to, had a lot of stuff going on. So um, I want to back up into trivia last week, Bear, give you an opportunity to catch up. Uh, so before last week's trivia, uh, I was at 112, you were at 99, Cody at 78, Parrot 57, Peapod 8, Wes Anderson 2. After last week, Cody and I both got six and the Parrot got four. So we will give you this opportunity to get some points, Bear. First one, for two points each, name, uh, the, name the MLB team that plays in the oldest ballpark in the entire league and the MLB team that plays in the newest ballpark in the entire league. Ooh, it's a good one. Um, I would say I think the newest would be the Braves. And let's see, the oldest – oh, damn – and it's not name changes, right? It's still the same the same uh, stadium? Yeah, just who plays there. Name the stadium, yep. That's what I'm trying to think. I would say – I would say the Oakland Athletics. 
Oh, fuck. I guess I forgot that the Red Sox still play in Fenway. I'm going to go with them. Give me give me the Red Sox and give me the Braves. Red Sox for the oldest, Braves for the newest. So uh, the Red Sox is correct, and uh, I said the Cubs and Atlanta, and uh, the Cubs was close. But the – so Atlanta – I said Atlanta too, and we took the points because that's what he said it was. But then Bruce Mathis and P- Parrott contested it and said Texas is the newest one because they just started playing in it. So they were actually correct, but uh, we gave everybody the points. So you're going to get points for both of those as well. Okay. So good. Good. Good job, but yes, so Atlanta was not right, but it was until Texas this year, but we're taking it, and then Boston, 1912 is when that was. What was Wrigley? Wrigley was 1914. Okay, so a little bit after. I mean, and I think Texas was still technically built. They just didn't play in it. The Braves just played first. I think they were built at the same time. Like, they were pretty damn close to about even, for whatever reason, Texas just played in their old ballpark last year, whether it was because of COVID or whatever, but I'm pretty sure Globe Life was ready to go. I remember it, seeing it, and I was like, that's weird why they're not playing in it. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely think that that may be why he was confused because I bet by the building date, I bet technically that's a correct statement, but, yes, by when they actually played in it, yeah, this is the first year that Texas has played in their new stadium. Right. And um... – then the other one was for sports. There are only two current MLB players who are on the top 100 career batting averages list. Name them two points each, and they have to have because we asked further a thousand games and at bats minimum. There's only two active players in the top 100 for average. Yep. Holy shit. Um. Oof. That's a tough one, man. So all of us got one, and then the other one, all of us got the third. The the other two guys, the I got the one that's third, and um, they. I think we each said the third, fourth, and fifth guys, which is crazy. Um. Oh goodness! Didn't even begin to think if they would be in their prime, if they'd be older. Um, I'd have to say Miguel Cabrera. It's got to be one of them. Correct. That's who we all got, so four for four on that. Even though he's drastically lowering it as more years he plays. Yep. Um, One more, huh? Shit. I don't... The one that keeps coming in my head is Pujols, but I don't think that's right. I feel like he's – I don't think he's batted that well a lot of his career. I think he's at a half-half, so I'm not going to say him. A thousand – you said a thousand games played or a thousand at-bats? Uh, that was the minimum for both. Okay. So that's 10 years at least, a little yep. longer. Um, oh, shit got to be a freaking like leadoff hitter or something like that um give me i don't know if he's even been in the league that long but i go with um paul goldschmidt i think he has so that is incorrect um the other one is actually jose altuve he's been in the league for 10 years 
Yeah. Wow. I would have never guessed that. Played a thousand games. So he's at 311. Miggy's at 313. I thought DJ LeMayhew and these guys thought Mike Trout, and they're tied for third at 305. And, um, and they're, or third in this list, but they're actually 125 on the list. And Joey Vato is at 304. Yeah, I thought about him as well. That was my other thought. I didn't think Trout because I didn't think he would have had that time in yet. But yeah, he's there. He's had that many games. Okay. And then for wrestling, for two points, this WWE Hall of Famer's first WWE televised match was a title match against Jackie on a 1998 episode of Sunday Night Heat in which she wrestled under the name Starla Saxton. Oh. Um. Oh shit. Starla Saxton. Um. Let's go with Molly Holly. You are correct. Hmm. I really couldn't think of anybody else. (laughs) You get eight of ten points for last week, so that's good stuff. All right. All right, so let's move on to today's show. Uh, we had a question actually come in from Brandon of the Grown Ups, and I liked it, and I told him, yeah, we'll definitely ask it on the show. And it can be in any sport of anything. It's just a personal question. He, It's Brandon's random question for our show. Who is the most underrated athlete of all time? We can pick a sport, or we can just say who we think is the most underrated athlete of all time. Mm. That's a tough one, man. It is a very underrated athlete of all time. I'll let Cody go first. I got, I got to think here. I don't know. Like the only thing that comes to mind for me would be in basketball. And just off the top of my head, basketball-wise, I'd say Robert Ory and and Dennis Rodman. Yeah, Rodman for sure. And you know what? Being a Celtics fan, I thought Dennis Johnson too. Dude was a great defensive guard back in the day, in the 80s. But he was overshadowed, of course, by Larry Bird, McHale, Parrish, all them guys. Yeah. But his, his defense was just insane. What about, uh, like, in baseball, what about Big Hurt? Frank Thomas? I don't know if he, he was underrated. MVP, yeah, yeah, did he win an MVP? Uh, he might have. I think he did. Yeah, I think he won an MVP. I, don't, I wouldn't consider him un- underrated. Yeah, I mean, and that's a it's that's a and that's a tough question because, I mean, you can take underrated a lot of ways, and people could, I think. You might think that because he never took his team, you know, to a World Series or anything like that. But I could, I could see why you would think that. But yeah, I, man, that's a, that's a, that's a good, good question. I was trying to think of like the NFL and who is underrated, but I mean, you don't really have, you, know, you don't really seem like there's many guys that are that underrated. Like I thought, um, 
I thought Marshawn in his prime was underrated. I thought Marshawn still, I mean, I wish he would have gotten a better chance. I mean, I think he was just a down and dirty runner, but a lot of people don't realize how good of a running back he actually was. So who was that running back way back in the day? Well, I say way back in the day, but in the nineties for um, the jets, um, Curtis, Curtis Martin? Martin, Curtis Martin. Yeah. He's in the hall of fame though. He is, but I mean, he's still underrated. He doesn't, he's not, when I mentioned top 10 running backs, the average person would not say Curtis Martin. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I could see Curtis Martin um, definitely in that in that underrated category. There's no doubt about I gotta, it. I got to pull a stat on him because I feel like he rushed for a thousand yards mm-hmm. for like several seasons in a row. Dude, like top started. five all time in yards. Yeah, exactly. Here you go. Right. I just found it. Rushed for a thousand yards in his first ten seasons in the NFL. You don't see that. That's impressive. Very and you're right, Cody, fourth leading rusher in NFL history, but you won't hear his name. I bet you people outside of this podcast that don't follow sports, they wouldn't name Curtis Martin in the top five. I wouldn't have named Curtis Martin in the top five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't have. Cody would have. <laughs> he just knew it. Hey, you know, me and Curtis Martin went to high school together. That's why. <laughs> Curtis Martin ain't that old, is he? <laughs> that old, oh shit oh damn no that's a great question i like that it's there's so many people that are either you know underrated or underappreciated kind of the same thing and uh that's a great question i'm great i'm glad that brandon brought that up um Let's go into some PGA last week. I know we had the Zurich Classic of New Orleans, and they had the two golfers, teammates playing together. My guys were in the lead after Thursday, and then they fell apart on Sunday. Victor Hovland and Chris Ventura finished 25th. Uh, Parrot with Matthew Wolf and Colin Morikawa missed the cut. And uh, Homa Gooch, <laughs> the name of the episode, finished 17th. And then uh, Bradley Steele, uh, Keegan Bradley and Brandon Steele, Brendan Steele, finished fourth so uh bear pads his lead just a hair on uh dub because you guys yeah, he's were catching. He's well, catching. yeah he's so you guys are literally three points apart dude dub had what six missed cuts in a row yeah Started, had a win and then six missed cuts and then two top or a 22nd a 10th another win <laughs> Uh, it's just it's wild yeah and so i uh, you patted your lead on me because i'm in last so you're at 542 i'm at 593 that's still only 51 last week you weren't on last week we were all within 30 last week yeah now we're all within 51 which still isn't bad this deep into the season yeah and i mean parrot even though he missed the cut picked a good week to do it because i forgot that when they do this they make the cut based off of two guys. So it's not, you know, I kept thinking it was, you know, it would have been 60 teams, but no, it, it was 60 guys. So really there was only 30 pretty much, or, you know, 40, whatever it was, was it 41 or something, I think. Right. That made it through. So yeah, it was a little bit different, but yeah, it was two man. They did their best ball and they did their alternate shot. I honestly did not watch any of it. Um, unfortunately, as busy as I am, I, did not get a chance to uh, I did not get a chance to watch any, but I like tournaments like that. I think the PGA should do a couple more of those a year just to get the guys, you know, let them pick their partners and let them play because I mean, it's a cool way to golf. You know, it's something different. It's what a lot of people do at home. So they should do that more often in my opinion. I think they would uh, gain some, 
some viewers who may not, you know, watch golf as much. And I think a lot of people would like it if it was that way. Yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. And, you know, my, even though my guys fell apart, it was still good to watch. Um, you know, this week, I, I don't know much about uh, Innisbrook Resort, Copperhead, Valspar. Innisbrook's old, older, uh, older course. It's been on the circuit for a long time. This has always been a staple, um, that old Innisbrook here. It's a good course. I think it's in South Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. Um, is, that a, is that a true statement? Which, which part? Innisbrook. Where is that at? I think I put it on. Uh, Cop- I usually you put it at Copperhead. Okay, yeah, I couldn't remember if I put it on there or not. I'm uh, pretty Palm sure Harbor, South- Florida. Okay, Palm Harbor, Florida. I kept thinking it was South Carolina for whatever reason. I think they have a couple more to go there. But yeah, Innisbrook, uh, they have. It's I think it's called the the Snakehead or the Snakebite or uh, something like that. They have a couple of holes that um, are. It's you know that's that's the thing in golf, right? There's the three holes like the Bear Trap or you know all of that shit. So they had to put a name on it. So I think it's a snake pit maybe is what it is. They got a couple holes like that, but it's a, it's a good tournament. Um, you know, usually you garner some interest from some bigger guys and it, uh, it looks like from the field this week, there are, I think Thomas is playing, I think DJ's playing. So they got some bigger names in the field this week, which is a good thing. And it's probably more of a warm up to the PGA championship here in a couple of weeks for them. So um, these guys will, these guys will have a, should have a pretty good time at this course. But they didn't play it last year, and I'm pretty positive Paul Casey won it in 19 and 18. So he is the two-time defending champ here at this course, and uh, see if he can see if he can repeat. I hope so, because me and Dub both have him, <laughs> and I think I took Sung J M. You did? Is that correct? Okay, I did the. I filled that thing out on Sunday night, so I couldn't remember. Sung J M. Sung JM, he's been playing some good golf lately, so hopefully he can get me a give me a top ten. Yep. What about you, Cody Bryant? Uh, I don't think I picked him yet this year. I'm going Patrick Reed. Uh, you have not. You have. picked a Patrick, uh, but not that one. Not that one. <laughs> and Parrot will get his pick uh, at some point. Hopefully before tomorrow morning, or he's getting another no pick. <laughs> and he'll still be ahead of me um, yeah. and still be in contention for the lead. Crazy, crazy shit. You guys are also close, which is mind boggling. I mean, the fact that we were all within 30 is just nuts. Yeah, I like it. I think it's, uh, I think it's great. I mean, I love when it's, we get these, um, we get these ones that are, you know, they're tight, they're close. You don't get that a lot. It seems like we always get a blowout one way or another. So to have everybody in it, that's a good thing. Well, and to shift to NASCAR, one thing I am able to do is pick a good team with one guy. If you're in a DraftKings league with me, you will beat me. I finished last three weeks in a row. When I've been in first in every single one of them at some point in the race. Yeah, you're having a rough go of it. Hmm. Last week, I thought I had a great lineup. I couldn't believe that I could get the guys I did. And um, just racks, man. That shit, that hurts you. Um, Slick Billy Byron got Jake a second. Uh, Ryan Blaney Stone, as Cody called him, got him a ninth. I got a 14th with Ryan Priest. Corey LaJoy, 22nd. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., 33rd. 
he was one of those guys I had. Dude, I was like, when I saw that I was winning, I'm like, I'm going to finish last again. I go to the points after the race. I'm like, and <laughs> last. <laughs> Just having a rough year, man. I, I'm still in the lead in our pool, which is wild because it's I pick one guy, <laughs> but picking a team just not not having my year. But still, a lot of races yep. left. I'm 300 something out of first, but you know that's a couple weeks. Have a good couple weeks, you're back in it. Just can't keep finishing. Yeah, last. I mean it's <laughs> right, right. You'll like you said, you'll get there and it'll it'll get to that point where it starts to get good. But yeah been just a weird a weird year and i mean talladega is a tough one i mean talladega is always it's it's wreck city and there were definitely a lot of them the only one i missed was larson i didn't see what happened to him by the time i started watching he was already out oh yeah engine blow okay yep i i didn't even watch any of the race but i caught that highlight that his engine blew up what happened with logano i heard that he flipped and all this shit what happened there yeah so they're racing towards the end of stage one and um, obviously they were racing hard and I think there was two to go and Hamlin was getting pushed by McDowell I want to say he was getting pushed by somebody he got out Hamlin got out of line for whatever reason I don't know why and tried to get back in line obviously that closed up so he got clipped in the back hit the wall or he clipped Logano in front of him after he got a little run Denny after doing that barely you know he kind of scrubs up against the wall and didn't have much damage and Logano is down in turn four so he, you know, going 200 miles an hour, getting clipped, he just, he hit that bank and flipped over, um, thought there was going to be another Ryan Newman scenario. And luckily Bubba Wallace has got great hands and hand-eye coordination because he just clipped him with his hood, but it could have been, it could have been bad for both of them. So it was good that, um, it was good Bubba got out of the way because it, it definitely could have been an ugly, ugly time for Logano. And then, Logano after the race was bitching about how it's not safe and blah, blah, blah. And everyone's like, dude, you've caused like six of those wrecks in your career. Like you just cause you're in one of them doesn't mean you can start bitching about it now. That's not how that works. So, right. 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 <laughs> so yeah, it was a, it was a pretty good race though. I mean, it was enjoyable. They had a wreck at the end of stage. They had a wreck at the end of both stages. And then right at the end of the race, like two laps before each. Um, and then Keselowski ended up winning, um, on a good run at the end, uh, Byron was close. Harvick was close. There was a lot of guys up there. Uh, McDowell was back up there. And then they had their people were wrecking at the end. So I was hoping that my boy Corey LaJoy would have uh, been up in the top 10 because everyone else was wrecking around. And I was like, oh, this is great. And then I think he got caught up in the last wreck, unfortunately, or I could have might have got a top 15 out of him. But other than that, I love Talladega. It was a beautiful day and got to watch most of the race and listen to the end of it. Yeah, I didn't get to see much. But this week is nice. It is now time for the Bushy McBush race, 400, <laughs> at uh, Kansas. Absolutely lovely. The best the best name you're going to get all year of a race, the Bushy McBush race. Oh, it's fantastic. And I'm looking forward to this race. I can't wait to see them say it. I might actually have to watch it. Oh, yeah, it's, it should be good. Two o'clock on Sunday. I believe so. And um, it looks like uh, Dub is taking Ryan Priest, which is odd. It's a bold, bold choice. He has had four starts here. His average finish is 25th. So good luck. <laughs> um, I myself, I'm going to take somebody that's actually down the line in terms of average finishes. 
three, six, nine, 12, 15, 16, 17. So out of the top 17 driver or out of the top, all the drivers in the circuit. Now he's actually 17th with average finish of 18.1. But what I noticed is he's raced here 11 times. He has five top tens and two top fives. And those top fives being recent, he's having a hell of a year already. He's already into the, into the cup playoffs. He's in the last couple, last four races, he's finished third, eighth, 11th, and second. So I am going to take, uh, and the first, his average is down because the first four races he was here, he'd never finished better than 31st ever since then. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven races, worst finish is 18th. So he's going to finish 39th, but, uh, still give me Alex Bowman. Oh, Alex Bowman. Yeah. He's, he's due for a good one. He had a couple of good ones and unfortunately he wrecked at Dega cause he had a good run there too. But yeah, Hendrick, I, I Hendrick is pick. Hendrick is looking good this year, and Chase hasn't won yeah. a race yet, but we know he's going to. They're all getting into the playoffs. Yeah, you know he will, but, man, I tell you what, after Larson's hot start, he has sucked the last few weeks. So he uh, he has not been racing well. I mean, obviously an engine blowing up isn't quite his fault, but even the two races before that, I know he hasn't done that great. So ever He'll, since the dirt track, he's, he's struggled. Yeah, um, so. he'll win another one. Oh, I, I think he will. It's just right now he's on the struggle bus. Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think I took Truex. Is that correct? I can't remember. You did. I did take Truex. Okay, that's what I thought. I'm pretty sure he uh, has a couple wins here at Kansas. He's been racing the mile and a half. Very good. I think he won two of them, and had, he was like third in the other so far this year in the mile and a half. Uh, so, I believe so. And he's got so – Yeah. he's raced here. Truex, this is wild. 25 races here, 12 top 10s, nine top fives, two wins. Yep. So I need, I need a, I need a good finish. So I'm going to, I'm going to put it on Truex this week and hopefully he can get me a top five. I, I need to, That's after me you. starting hot in NASCAR, I've been doing shitty. I'm kind of like Kyle Larson. Right. And that's why and I'm, if I'm not mistaken lead. too. None of us have a win yet. Do we? Uh, none of us have a win yet. You are correct. We have a few That's seconds. Rough, man. What are we? This race eleven or race ten? Uh, this is now going to be race twelve. This is race twelve. So we've gone through eleven races and don't have a win yet. It's rough. So it's on Cody Bryant's shoulders to get one for us this week. There we go, Cody Bryant. You know who looks good here, Cody Bryant. I'll just give you some some help, man. The top dog here is uh, Mr. Kevin Harvick himself. 30 races, 17 top 10s, 10 top 5s, 3 wins. So he wins 10% of the time. He's in the top 10 33% of the time. And he wins about 55% of the time. And Bush is his sponsor. And Bush is his sponsor. You could also oh, so go with... Yeah. <laughs> you could also <laughs> go with like a Kyle Bush or a Kurt Bush. They also race well here. Oh. And their last name is Bush. <laughs> Bush. Yeah, that's what I say. Maybe I might go with the fixes in, man. You know, um, well, let's see. Because I was thinking of going with uh, Denny Grand Slam Hamlin. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he does well here, too. Nine top tens in 25 races. And of those nine top tens, eight of them are actually top fives. And he's won three times here. So he's no bullshit. Then he have, he's a, he would actually, be a solid. He, he was going to be who I was going to originally take, and I went with Truex instead. So his finish in the last three races here, Cody, 15th, first, and first. Oh, no, I'm going Denny Grand Slam Hamlin. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Any grand, grand slam Hamlin. Get him with that practice. Yeah, with Canadian Hamlin. There you go. <laughs> Canadian Hamlin. Uh, <laughs> and then we'll get we'll get uh, old Parrot's picks when uh, whenever he joins the show someday. All right. So now that that's done, just want to do a few things. Uh, you know, we're getting closer to the NBA playoffs, and we're we talked about this last week, Bear, and because I didn't realize it until last week, and they they all talked about it that the top six teams are in, and then seven through ten have a little round robin basically to get in. Yep, I I was uh, I heard that, um, and I forgot about it. I knew they were going to do it, and I forgot about it. So it'll be interesting. It's going to be wild. You know, the Celtics are falling apart. They've lost three in a row. Marcus Smart got suspended today because he told off a referee. And they're tied <laughs> with the Heat now. They have the they have the advantage, but um, they're closing in. How many games are there, Cody? You were telling me about this. There's – I got to try to look it back up. I want to let – me, let me double check. I don't want to say the wrong thing. But, yeah, well, um, while you look at that, I'll talk about it. The Nets have clinched a playoff spot. Um 76ers are about to. The Bucks are third. The Knicks, man, those surprise Knicks are tied for fourth with my surprise Atlanta Hawks. Loving it. And the uh, Boston Celtics are six. Miami Heat, seven. Charlotte Hornets, eight. Pacers, nine. Washington Wizards coming back. Uh, they were on a hot streak. They just cooled off with the loss. Um, but, man, they're, they've been they've been playing tough. Bulls are just sitting outside by a game. I was about to say the Wizards with, I mean, Westbrook and Beal are just carrying that team, man. It's crazy. Oh, absolutely. Okay, I got it. All right, here we go. The the with the new play-in tournament format for this year's uh, playoffs, the ninth and tenth place teams play each other, and seventh and eighth play each other. The winner of the seventh and eighth place game becomes the seventh seed. The loser of the seventh and eight seven eight game plays the winner of the 9-10 game. And so I was winner, right, like I said so last week. I was I like, that didn't said. sound right. Yeah, because I'm like, that doesn't make any sense how they would just yeah. – they got to play each other because I'm like, how in the hell would yeah. that happen, you know? So, yeah, so the loser – or uh, yeah, so the loser 7-8 plays the winner of 9-10, and the winner of that game becomes the 8th seed. Yeah, see, so I was right, because when you guys were telling me last week, yeah, seven plays eight and nine plays ten, and the winners are in, I'm like, well, that doesn't make any damn sense. But thank you for clarifying that for me. Yeah, man. This is going to be exciting. I mean, you know, for a lot of the grief that the NBA gets about, especially when it comes to the Eastern Conference, about it being a weaker conference, and a lot of those teams have – um, you know, a lot of losing records outside of the top four. You know, the NBA, no matter what, they always seem to figure out something to keep people interested, right. you know, even in, into the, in the Eastern Conference. So, you know, shout out to the NBA because a lot of people really wouldn't even watch the first round of the playoffs, especially in the Eastern Conference, you know, if it wasn't for something like this. So, uh, you know, hopefully it'll bring some more eyes and they'll watch the playoffs. You know, a lot of people kind of shut down during the regular season and wait for the playoffs to start anyway. So, you know, it'll be uh, another interesting playoff run, I think. We'll see. I'm kind of hoping they on the heat. We'll see what they do. 
I'm kind of hoping they make it back to the finals. You know, Jimmy Butler said, uh, get to the playoffs. It's all on me. Yep. And then how many games you say they play this season? 72 this year. Okay. So they're about, they got about 10 left. Um, and then out West, you know, Utah's clinched. So that's good for them. Um, they've clinched Phoenix is in second. They'll clinch Clippers, Nuggets, Lakers, Mavericks. And then you got the uh, trailblazers, Grizzlies, Spurs, and Warriors in that kind of bubble there with those seven through 10. And that's probably pretty much probably where it's going to finish unless something wild happens. Cause the Pelicans are three and a half behind the Warriors. So it'll be interesting, man. Those those four teams in seven to ten. So Portland would play Memphis for seven, and then San Antonio would play the Warriors to try to play the loser of the other game to get eight. That'd be wild. Yeah, that'd be some. That'd be some good. Uh, the, the West is always going to have some good games, but I, yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I think the playoffs this year are going to be fun. And. Um, just looking at, so we'll talk briefly. Uh, Cody, we talked about this. The NHL. How many games are they playing? They, I can't remember how many they played this year. I feel like they're only playing like a. Was it like sixty? Maybe? Sixty game set, right? And because uh, Carolina, Florida, and Tampa all already clinched, so maybe not. Well, yeah, they must have. Yeah, they've all already. They've all clinched. So it's got to be well, – there, maybe there's less than that. I don't know. Because they've clinched, and then Nashville and Dallas are playing for the other spot, and um, the Hawks are there too. Detroit's eliminated. So they – Right. So <laughs> – damn it. So they uh, – so if they won seven – there's got to be less than seven games left. I think it's less than that, Cody. Uh, 56. There you go. So it is less than that. So there's five yeah. games left for teams. So there's Carolina, me. Florida, Tampa are in. Nashville, Dallas, and Chicago are playing for that four seed in the Central. In the East, the Devils and Sabres are out. Um, nobody else is clinched. In the East, nobody has clinched of the six teams left, but you got the Capitals in first with 68, the Penguins in second with 67, Islanders with 63, Bruins 62, and then the Rangers at 58. Flyers aren't going to make it, which I know I think is Bears' uh, championship team. Damn right it is. So they, they suck. They, <laughs> they probably are not going to make it. Um, That's what I get for picking fucking loser-ass Philadelphia teams. And then Jake and Dub both took the Flyers to – like get to the runner up and lose in the cup. And um, yeah, cause it like me, Cody both have the, uh, we, so bear, we need you for this. We both have, if this happens and plays out this way, we have the avalanche over the lightning in six games, both of us do. So what would the tiebreaker be? Uh, whoever can do a handstand the longest. <laughs> I'm All serious. Right. Can we do an Achilles stand? <laughs> no, that's not fair. <laughs> you both, you both <laughs> have healthy arms. Not hey, all you got healthy feet and legs. Yeah, you know what, though, uh, Cody, I got to tell you, I was with Brad over the weekend, our boy Brad, when we watched UFC. We'll get into that later. And he was asking yeah. how you were doing. Yeah, but hey, this Achilles is for the streets now. I'm back out in the streets. There we go. 
Just play softball Monday night. Oh, God. No, nah, I mean, with that, since we didn't do anything, if, if that happens, you guys would just both get a trophy. Yeah. No no split. Or actually, no, we'd, we'd split it because, why? you know, that's fine. It'd be like Michigan and Nebraska in 97 or whatever the fuck they did. I call Nebraska. The uh, – um, so in the, in the North, this is kind of crazy. So the Maple Leafs have 65 points. They have not clinched yet. Oilers at 58 jets, 57 Canadians, 51. And then the flames, 45 senators, 42 Canucks, 41. So the Canucks, this is what's nuts. They have 41 points, but they've played seven less game. Well, in their division, four or five less games than everybody else. They've only played 43 games. Because of the COVID. Sucks to suck. So they are not yet eliminated. Are they so are they letting them make those games up then or I guess. Because they, they could still I guess if they can get it, let them make the playoffs, because that's thirteen games that they could play. Yeah, they got postponed, 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 postponed against the Flames, Jets, Jets, Oilers. So it'll be interesting to see how their schedule plays out. Yeah, I, like I guess if they have a shot at the playoffs, they might let them play it. I would think, but yeah, not, I don't know what the rules were. Oh yeah, here, the, here, here you go. So right now they're playing Calgary. Then they got Toronto, Toronto, Edmonton, 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 Edmonton. Four games in a row. Good God! Winnipeg yep. twice, Calgary, and then Edmonton, and then end with Calgary three times. So they yep. actually have a shot. Good, because that's all their division. They just got to win. That would be crazy if in a couple weeks we say that Vancouver made the playoffs. Yes, it will be. I don't think they will, but they never know. Yeah, so so Vancouver, they are actually – I mean, they're playing 500. They're 19 and 21. They've played seven less games than uh, Ottawa, who only has one more point. So they can pass them. (laughs) Calgary's played five more games. They're only four points behind. They can pass them. It's just crazy. I don't know. Yeah. Catching Montreal, though, will be tough because they're 10 points behind and they've played only four last games. So they just got to beat them up when they play them. Beat them up, beat them up. And then uh, in the West, Knights are in, Avalanche are in, Wild are in. They're playing for the last spot, which no teams are eliminated yet. The Ducks are about to be, though. Uh, Blues at 48, Coyotes 47, Sharks 43, Kings 42 with two of those teams having 10 games left. So it's going to be interesting. Probably going to come down to the Blues and uh, maybe the Kings. They just got to win a couple games before that. We'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for Vegas. I'd really like to see them for two reasons. One, they were so close, you know, the first year. And two, if they make it, when I'm out there, there'll be games. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think those are like the conference semis maybe. So it's not even quite the Stanley cup yet. So um, yeah, it'd be pretty awesome. I'd love to go catch a, a night's game, but with my luck, they'll either lose or they won't be at home during that time. Yeah, man. And they've, they've won nine in a row. Yeah. They're hot. Them in Colorado. That's, and that's going to be the tough part of getting out of that, getting out of that division, being a final four. I mean, they're going to, they're going to have to play Colorado. And Colorado's lost two in a row, but the the Wild are catching on. They've won seven in a row. It's, yeah, it's, it's a lot of streaky hockey going on. Yes, there is, and it's a good time to get hot. 
All right. So uh, just a few notes. Um, and then, cause I want to cover the NFL draft. We want to spend some focus on that, but <laughs> Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather, June 6th. <laughs> oh, it's just a money, it's a money grab. Yep. Uh, but AKA an illegal stream for me. Uh, we, we don't do anything illegal here. What are you talking about? Bullshit. Yeah, that night, I, yeah, that night we will. I ain't giving them my money. Floyd's rich. He's richer than I'll ever be by by uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions. He don't need my money. Floyd don't need the money. He don't. I don't even know why he's taking this fight. He does not need the money. People so, take these fights for the money, and he's oh, yeah. doing why. You're 49 and 0 or 50 and 0. Why? 50 why and do 0. This? And you know he's not going to do anything. He's going to sit there and throw a couple jabs and back off. I mean, it's an exhibition. So, tech and technically, yeah, it's an exhibition. So even if he loses, it don't even matter. So, uh, Bruce Mathis, you rooting for Logan Paul in this fight? Because I know you love Floyd Mayweather. I, you know what? I wouldn't even waste time to steal this fight, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want no parts of either one of them. Like you got the woman beater, and, and and this is the one. He's the pedophile, right? Yeah, no, it's yeah. his brother. I think Jake Paul's the Jake Paul's the pedophile. He's the one that just beat Askren in some bullshit match that had to have been a setup. Uh, yeah. I don't think it was a setup. It's just that Ben Askren sucks. Like anyone with anyone who's trained boxing for more than like three months probably could beat Ben Askren. It's not that. Like it's, I don't think it's that complicated. He, he absolutely has right. terrible stand-up. I mean, people were talking shit about it, but if you watch that, I mean, he knocked him. He, he knocked him silly. It might have been not a not a KO, but he knocked him silly. Yeah, it was enough. Yeah, you know, it was enough to make a difference. Again, like, just stupid, pointless, pointless right. fight for Ben Askren. It's all about the money for him. Yeah, well, he, I think they said he. I uh, seen somewhere he made more money on that fight. Than ever than in UFC. Ever, yeah, than he ever did in the UFC. So what does that tell you? And did you see uh, – Yeah, did it's you see, that was the it's, only half-decent thing Jake Paul did that was good was call out of that. Right. And then uh, did you happen to see what other former uh, UFC fighter was on that card? What, uh, which one? With, with Askren? Yeah. I've I seen Frank Mir was supposed to be on it. that one. Yep, he was. Poor he got beat. Frank. Jesus. Poor Frank. That old man Frank Mir. Right. That's what we come down to, huh? Don't need to be doing that anymore. Yeah. Right. Don't need to be doing that anymore. Jesus, Frank. Jesus, <laughs> Frank. All right, so let's go. There were so many different things that happened at U, uh, UFC 261. Let's just go up the card. Uh, the main card. So Anthony Smith and Jimmy the Brute Crew, uh, man, Smith caught him. So what had, did he hit him just so hard in the tendon it just killed his leg? Because Crew, you know, came out like, and after it happened, he yeah, shot so. he shot in on Anthony, got him on the ground. I'm like, that's what you needed. And I was yelling the entire beginning of the fight. I'm like, Jimmy, you are a fucking Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. Get him on the fucking ground. And he tried to stand up with Anthony Smith. I'm like, you're going to get your ass beat. And he fucking stood with him and stood with him and stood with him. I'm bitching that whole fight. And then finally, when his leg goes dead, he's like, oh, I got to get to the ground. 
and they, you know, they go to the second round and the doctor makes him walk out. So he walks out and then he tries backing up and he's all pumped. And then he freaking slipped with his ankle. Doctor's like, Nope. And I'm like, you, you sound a bitch. If you would have just listened to me, you know, the couch, couch coach, (laughs) when I was saying, do what you do, you do jujitsu, get him on the ground and you don't even shoot on him until your freaking legs dead. Like what the fuck? I was so mad at that fight. <laughs> I was so yeah, I goddamn mad. I don't understand a lot of UFC fighters. They know what they have to do, and maybe they think, "Oh, I'm just going to take them down, so I'll stand with them." But yeah, it never makes sense to me. Always fighting your strengths, right? And then, so that's what I want. So was his? Did he just hit a tendon so damn hard it just killed the leg for that? Just for that little bit of time? I, I think Jimmy's fine. I didn't didn't even see it. I have no idea. I, I saw the whole doctor thing, and I just caught that highlight, but I didn't see the fight. Yeah, he couldn't feel his leg, and um, yeah, he's still he doesn't even know he can't get a scan until he gets out of quarantine, so he doesn't know what's up yet. Man, that's messed up. Yeah, because we don't know what's wrong. But let's talk about the the main one, man. So it's like. Uh, Uriah Hall and Chris Weidman, I was really looking to this fight, looking forward to it, and Weidman comes out, and it's the reverse of what happened to him when he fought uh, Anderson Silva for the second time. He just went yeah. to kick, shattered that fucking leg on Uriah Hall. Just just wild, like how, how coincidental life can work sometimes. Um, and you never want to see it. You didn't want to see Anderson do it. You didn't want to see Weidman do it, but it's just so crazy that – for you, you know, whatever it was after the time, it happens to the guy that, you know, Anderson, like, it's just, it's so odd. Like it was weird. And, and Uriah Hall too. I mean, coincidentally enough was the guy that everyone thought was the next Anderson Silva. He was, that's what everyone thought coming up at middleweight. And he's the guy that, and he just beat Anderson. It's crazy that it's how life works, man. And it's it's crazy that Weidman gave him his first loss and Uriah Hall just beat him for his last loss. On Halloween, it's just freaking nuts, man. And so that was their that was actually their second fight because they had fought back in 2010, and uh, Weidman won. Uriah won this way, so you know there's going to be a third once uh, Weidman's healthy, because you know he Uriah wanted to fight him. He wants to avenge that loss, but he doesn't want to win that way. Right. Yeah, that was uh, that was crazy. If you watch that in slow motion too, it's even crazier because his leg snaps. He doesn't even make a reaction until he steps on it. Like, that's right. the craziest yeah. part. Like, how delayed – all that adrenaline you have pumping, he didn't even know it until he – you know, until he stepped back down on it. It's, that's the craziest part, I think, of that whole thing. Oh, yeah, we saw it go. We're like, oh, shit. Like, this is not good. Yeah. The um, – but let's just keep going up the card. Uh, Sevchenko and, and Andrade, I mean, Sevchenko just kind of handed it to her. Yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> just knew that was gonna fight. happen. <laughs> yeah, she's a she's she's a monster, and Andron had zero should have never been in there pretty much, but they have nobody else really. So yeah, and she and Valentina, she's only lost to what like Nunez, right? Nunez, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. Nunez is her only loss. Yeah, she's lost three times. I think twice was Nunez, and I got to see what that other one was. Uh, Liz Carmachi, Dr. Stoppage, back in 2010. Oh, 
that's not even really a that's not even really a loss when the doctor stops it. Nope. Yeah, yeah she lost to Nunez uh, decision both times. So maybe another super fight on the horizon. Yeah, because that Carmooch or whatever uh, that she yeah. lost to, she fought her and beat her uh, by decision unanimous back in um, uh, 2019. Yep. Eventual, and then loss. But how about the big one, man? <laughs> Thug Rose getting the Ooh, belt. Yeah. And then I, Zhang, she's I, like, I was not out. We're like, bitch, you were out. Man. Yeah, <laughs> she got she got kicked stupid. Like that was bad. And she thought, and still even at the end of the fight, she's like, they called it too early. I'm like, you were yeah. out. <laughs> so much, so much disrespect for Thug Rose. I she's one of my favorites. Absolutely one of my favorites. I she was like eight percent owned in DraftKings. I'm pretty sure she was on like five of my six lineups. I always, always pick Thug Rose. She's she's a monster, man. That team of her and Pat Barry, I tell you what. She got that belt back. Well deserved. And then uh of course we gotta talk about the main. Kamaro Usman and Jorge Masvidal. Masvidal came out swinging in the beginning. But man, that's trash. Whew. But y'all can't be messing around with people with kids, man. Oh, dude, Usman, I was so I was getting angry because I was like, I hate Masvidal. I don't want to see shit. The only time I liked him is when he came out and need Askren in the face and ended it in five seconds. But man, Usman just he clocked him. And I'm like, watch it in slow-mo. Watch it in slow-mo. Clocks him so hard. All that sweat. (laughs) Like you see in the movies. Oh, my God. (laughs) Man, he just destroyed him. There's nothing better than watching Jorge Masvidal get knocked out, running his fucking yap like he always does, and he ain't backing up for shit. He's no BMF. He's no nothing. He's a nobody. Send his ass back to the fucking undercard where he belongs because that's all he's ever going to do. As long as Daddy Usman is there, fucking Masvidal ain't going to be shit. He won't account to shit. He ain't shit. Fuck Masvidal. I'm done with that, dude. They should just they should get him out. He can go fight on Tuesday nights with fucking Eddie Alvarez on TNT with whatever the hell that promotion is. <laughs> fucking worthless. Get him off my TV. I hate Jorge Masvidal. So, um, and, uh, yeah, and Usman just clocked him. I mean, that was just great. I just love seeing it. Just cold cocked him and just hit him good. Just so damn good. Poetry yeah, in motion. Say- can't say that man had the softest hands in the UFC. No. Oh my gosh! And then prepared. Uh, I seen he. Uh, I guess his press conference said he was preparing for, you know, five rounds of, of grappling and wrestling, and you know, said all talked all that all that trash. Said Usman had pillow hands, and uh, whew, yeah, he got was, his uh, ass handed to him. Yeah, yeah, he had a, apparently he had a ton of bricks and uh, and then pillowcases. <laughs> but you know, I didn't know how I felt about having three fights, but I'm actually happy there were or three championship fights. But I'm okay because it was the first time they've had fans in a long time, fifteen thousand, and it was nice to just hear people again. Yeah, um, I mean, but Dana was doing this without fans too, and he just right. They right. need to stop that shit. Two is great. Two's fine. Two should happen twice a year. Three should never happen. There's no reason, unless it's a big one, you know, UFC 300, a big event, you know, something like that. That's okay. 
there's no reason at all why we need to have three title fights on a card every three months. Just doesn't need to happen. In, yeah, at least not in Jacksonville, Florida. Right. You're right. Oh, Jesus. Silly. Shoot, they could have. We could have put fifteen thousand in my basement and called it Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, two sixty-two should be decent. Two sixty-three, we get a, uh, Izzy again back in middleweight. He's going to be fighting Marvin Vittori. Yeah, it's there's like I said, there's some decent coming up, but I mean it's hard to look forward to. I, I you just had three title fights, just blew your load, man. Right. And then of course we get Poirier McGregor again in July 10th, week after episode 300. <laughs> yeah, it'll be. I mean that'll be all right. At least it'll be the last one. Right. Think, think he'll retire, McGregor? I hope I think so. He might. I think he might. You saw McGregor just sold his proper uh, Irish for six hundred million, or his all entity and all that shit. Yep. And then proper I also 12. saw I saw that he bought that bar that he got into yeah, with that guy, assaulted that guy, and then banned the guy. <laughs> that he they banned the guy he assaulted. I'm like, what a petty dick. Wow. Eh, it's funny though. It is funny, but what a dick. He sold all that shit for them lawyer fees he got to have for that sexual assault case. <laughs> Which one? Or uh, Yeah, as I say, case is, rather. Yeah, him and Deshaun Watson must hang out at the same place. I was going to say, yeah, they need to pay the same lawyer. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there's a – so now there's this new – so this was wild. I could not fucking believe this until I saw it. So the NHL just got some money, but did you guys see what the the NFL TV deal was? That shit was wild when I read it. The it streaming was, rights. Yeah. That was it was it was like what two point seven billion or something, wasn't it? Yeah, was, it was. Uh, it was I, like I was over a long period of time. It was one hundred and eleven billion. Oh, okay. So yeah, I, that might one hundred and eleven billion dollars. That is yeah. fucking insane. Because the NFL drives and generates revenue. And Here you go. Always Amazon, CBS, ESPN, ABC, Fox, and NBC committed to $110 billion for NFL rights over the next 11 years. <laughs> 11 years. So basically $10 billion a year they paid for TV rights. $10 billion a year. It's, and that's going to be cool, though. I love like having Amazon Prime to watch Thursday night so much better than watching it on cable. Like it's, oh, agreed. It's great. It's and fantastic. then, so with, um, you know, now the NHL, I wanted to talk about that TV deal, Warner Media News, and uh, they confirmed details on Tuesday that um, next seven seasons are ESPN and for four Stanley Cups and Turner gets three. Yeah, it'll be on TNT. Yep, which means uh, when they have Wednesday nights, uh, Wednesday night, NHL. Yeah, when does that deal start? Next year. Well, that's why uh, WWE moved because they thought there was going to be NHL on Wednesdays on USA, and they did. That's why they moved to Tuesday. But now there's not, so they might go back. It's just it's kind of crazy to see what's happening, and you know we're going to get some NHL. NHL might be on HBO Max. with the new hockey deal, there's going to be some times where they're going to be on HBO Max. Which is awesome. 
So, uh, but not in 2021. So they're going to be in the sports streaming spotlight, which is amazing. Turner Sports is there. So TNT and TBS will have Stanley Cup uh, three out of the seven years outlined in the deal. Uh, so they'll have it. And then specifically, Warner Media's channels will air the championship series in 2023, 25, and 27. Nice. So that's so, you know, obviously Warner owns TNT and uh, TBS. So, but they're going to put games on HBO Max, which is awesome. The rest will be hosted by Disney's ESPN Plus and ABC. Good. So they I mean, paid. That's, this that's is good for them. stuff for them. Yeah, and this is good for the NHL. Six hundred and fifty million dollars a year for streaming rights. Good. They need it. They Give do that money. Hell yeah, man! I love NHL hockey. Is my favorite thing. Like playoff hockey is one of my favorite things to watch. Oh yeah, it's the best. Just like when, you know, whenever we can go back to watch walleye games next year, oh, I cannot man, wait. That keeps popping up. That keeps popping up in my memories. Like the last, I don't know, like last month, I've had at least two games, two playoff games pop up in my, uh, in my Facebook memories. We need to see, uh, and we were together, I think, on one of them. Other, yeah. I saw you across the ice. The, uh, <laughs> we, we need to be looking into them suites and see how much it costs us to have a suite for a year. I mean, it'll be a shitload, but. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think Never the season know. tickets would be cheaper. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, but the. Well, so, they'll be raising ticket prices. They got to recoup all that money. I would yeah. say that's what they might do, especially if they're good again. Yeah, man. It, it shit's been just, it's just been wild. All right, so let's talk about the NFL draft coming up this weekend. Bear, you're going to be there tomorrow night for round one of the NFL draft. Yeah, Cleveland's going to be great. It's right outside the stadium. It's going to rain all day, which is going to suck, but, you know, it is what it is. I got I got a tarp there, so they'll be all right. Um, I mean, we already know who's going to go 1-2 pretty much. So really what – the fun, the fun's going to start at three um, because everyone thinks it's Mac Jones. I don't think that's the case. San Francisco holds shit right to their vest. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's Trey. I've, uh, I've heard, and I've, so what I've heard recently is a lot of people have said Kyle Shanahan likes Mac Jones and Lynch and the front office um, prefers Fields or Lance. So it'll be really interesting to see who wins that battle. So it's still, I think it's still a, a 50, 50, still a 50, 50 uh, thing right there of who they're going to take. But yeah, it sounds like, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to go probably five quarterbacks in the first 10 picks. So it's probably right now as they sit 40 per 40%, you know, or you can even go 45% um, Mac Jones, 30% Trey, 25 Justin Fields. Yeah, and that whole Justin Fields thing um, with, uh, you know, with the epilepsy and all that, I, I that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be dropping uh, Fields anywhere or anything um, because I don't even think anyone knows if it's 100% accurate or true report. So, We'll, we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, I, I don't think the Niners go Mac Jones at three, in my personal opinion. 
Um, I think Mac is going to drop. If he go, if he gets picked at three, good for him. But if he doesn't, I, I think he may drop out of the top ten. Um, I, I do think that they'll go. Honestly, I think they're going to go Fields. I really do. It's possible. I thought they were going to go trade this whole time, so it'll be interesting what happens. Um, Atlanta, I mean, I, I know the talk has been Kyle Pitts going to Atlanta. I think I think Atlanta goes – I think I have them going with Lance. I have them sitting there at Trey Lance. I think that, you know, I think they're going to take quarterback. A lot of people are on pits, but I don't, I just don't get it. I guess. Why would you, why would you, I mean, Matt Ryan only has a few years left. Matt Ryan might have got a few years. Right. You got some talented quarterback out there. There's no, no reason to wait. That's just my opinion. But like I said, I, I'm not a, I'm not a draft expert either, but I think they're going to go quarterback as well. So here's a fun one, and we've talked about this for a while with the Bengals. Now, the Bengals, and, and more of the stuff I read, you know, Penny Sewell is going to be there more than likely and makes sense because they need a guy to protect uh, Joe Burrow. But, but Jamar Chase is there. He played with Joe Burrow. And, you know, the, the wider the, – the line – there's a lot of linemen this year, so I mean, there's been a lot of talk. I don't know how much you've read or heard about there's the linemen. It's more deep with linemen than it is receivers this year. Yeah, I mean, but there's not. I mean, this this is once in a lifetime sort of deal. Like they're comparing they're comparing Sewell to like Orlando Pace. I mean, if you have a, an offensive lineman who you know, you know, I mean, obviously you don't know, right? It's all a risk. It's all a gamble because you don't know, but you have to base off of tape and what you see. Why would you not want a guy who's going to protect, protect Joe Burrow his entire career? If you can get a lineman to go 12, 15 years and stay healthy and protect them, you can get a wide receiver anywhere. Jamar Chase isn't a, oh my God, this dude's like the next coming. You know, you can, you can get, I'm not saying he's not good, but there's just a difference in the way that you would need what he needs, right? You already have T Higgins. You are, you have some other wide receivers there who are decent. Yeah. They got rid of AJ green, but he was old. That's okay. I mean, you have guys there. You can get a, there's wide receivers still out there on the market. Julio Jones is looking to get traded. You don't need Jamar chase. You need Sewell. You need that offensive line and you need to build that way. Now, if they pick up some offensive linemen in free agency, during the you know during the offseason, then yeah, that would be a whole different story. Then great, go ahead and get Jamar Chase. But they haven't. This would totally be the Bengals if they go the wrong way here and take Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts if he's there instead of taking uh, you know t- instead of taking Sewell. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And then you know, Dolphins are probably going to get a receiver. You got Devonta Smith there. Um, Lions, you know, even the Lions. <laughs> Lions, if Penny Sewell, well, it's the Bengals, so we don't know. But so if they let Penny Sewell go, you know, Sewell could end up with the Lions or anybody else after that might trade up to get him if the if the Bengals went with Chase. Um, but, you know, I think they take Sewell. Um, Panthers, now they got their, you know, they got their quarterback. You think they go with a, a corner back here? Maybe Caleb Farley of VTech? Who's the Panthers quarterback? Or quarterback? Darnold. Do you really think that they're going to run with him and not pick quarterback? Yeah. Mm. 
I think they do it. Try it. Yeah, they're gonna try it, yeah, for a year, and then uh-huh. if they tank, they're gonna then they're gonna be drafted next year. Right. Yeah, it'll then, be interesting. I mean, I I could see them still running with still running with a quarterback potentially. It depends who's there. Um, you know, maybe they got a guy they like. But yeah, I mean, the, I could the see them going after Fields too. If Fields is there, I could see him trying to get Fields. That's. I think if the guy, I'm, I'm assuming they probably have two guys, right? They have quarterback as a 1A and say, hey, if this dude drops to us, we're going to take him. And right. they probably have their 1B if the quarterback's gone, which is your, it's probably going to be Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, Devonta Smith, or Jalen Waddle. I mean, whoever hasn't been taken yet, that's what they should do. You already have McCaffrey, so you're good there. If you think Darnold's going to be your guy and the quarterback you want is gone, then yeah, you got to go wide receiver unless Sewell is there, right? I mean, that's just that'd be asinine if Sewell's there. Yeah, then you obviously, I would think you take him, and hopefully by that time Dallas would have traded up and taken him. But <laughs> that's just my own personal. I'm not. Personal I wouldn't love affair there. Oh, I, right. Uh, the uh, I'm not going to be surprised though. Um. Well, you know, like Teddy Bridgewater, he's going to – because I, I thought Denver might take quarterback, but now Teddy might be the old Denver quarterback. Well, I mean, <laughs> he will, but that doesn't mean that that's a, a long-term deal. Teddy – if Teddy never got hurt and blew his knee into 97 pieces, Teddy could be their franchise quarterback. But, unfortunately, that's just not the case. He's just not – you know, Teddy's a good quarterback, but he's just not going to be that dependable, I mean, with his injury. And, that's unfortunately, it is what it is. You got, I mean, but Denver is, they haven't picked a quarterback right since fucking Elway. Yeah. And they could, uh, I mean, that they, I could see them trying to take Trey Lance too. You know, they, they just got the veteran guy who can, you know, set up somebody like Fields or Trey Lance uh, in Denver, you know, sit behind him for a year and, and take over after. Or when he blows out his knee again, take over then. And they, and they got their receivers. They're all right. They got Judy. They got Hamler. They got, um, uh, what's his name? Portland Sutton. Is it Portland Sutton? Is that right? Yep. So they they got they got some wide receivers. Now they need someone to throw in the ball. So I I think they you know again if if someone's there they probably should go quarterback. Yeah, and then did already last year. I think he only missed what one game, two yeah. games. He started be- all but one or Teddy started all but one or two last year. I'm just I'm gonna be really intrigued to see what, you know, the Carolina is going to be the most, for me, interesting team to watch. Um, you know, you got McCaffrey, who's arguably the best player in the league. And, uh, you know, now you've got Darnold on a new team without Adam Gase, but hopefully Adam Gase didn't ruin him, <laughs> you know, too much. And, I, you know, I think DJ Moore is underrated at a receiver. Yeah. You know, they yep. do have Robbie Anderson. You don't hear a lot about him anymore um, for obvious reasons. But, you know, he's still a good – he's a good second guy. And it, it'll be interesting. I, I'm intrigued to see how Carolina does with that. And Matt is the coach. Yeah. I mean, I like you said, it's it's all about – it's all about Darnold, right? And, yeah, maybe their defense. I don't know how great their defense is or not or what they have there. But, I mean, their offense is – their offense is there, right? I mean, there there's guys there. It's okay at the quarterback position. How many times can you dump it down to McCaffrey? And then what can you do get on the outside with Moore and Anderson, who are burners? Simple right. as that. 
Now, if by some forsaken crazy ass reason, Kyle Pitts dropped there for however, you take him immediately. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, then I think your offense is pretty well set. That will be wild. We'll see. And then, you know, Dallas at 10, I can see them drafting or trading back because if all those guys are still there, those corners, I could see them trading back with like, you know, somebody like uh, New England who's just at 15. If they wanted to get that quarterback, if they're still there, drop back yeah, five I mean, spots, get another number one and or a two, whatever. And, and then pick they don't, the that's the thing though, is a lot of, a lot of people are saying that they don't need picks. They already have picks. I think they have 10 picks maybe because they got those compensatory compensatory Oh, oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. They got the extra fucking picks. Um, <laughs> they have they have plenty of picks. They've made trades to get picks. I don't think Dallas needs to move back. The only thing they need to move back for is if the Patriots trade them Stephen Gilmore to move up to 10. That would be, you know, if they swap and say no picks, Gilmore to move up five spots, I'm down with that. But Dallas has to think, can they win now? Is that the mentality they're in? Because if not, there's no point to get Gilmore because he's only got a couple years left in his prime. But if they think that that's what they need to win right now and that's what they'll do besides the other couple pieces they'll get in the draft of offensive linemen and whatnot, then do it. If not, if you don't think that's the answer, you draft Sertan there at 10. Unless he's gone, then maybe, yeah, you decide to move back. But everything I've heard is that they have absolutely fallen in love with Patrick Sertan, and if he's there, that should be the pick of the Dallas Cowboys, which I'm kind of excited about because I heard he's going to be in Cleveland too. So that would be really awesome. So they like Sertan. That's 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 what I'm hearing. That's that's the plan. They say, like you said, unless something crazy happens, um, or yeah, last minute call maybe for Gilmore. But the everything I'm hearing is they they like Sertan there. At 10. You don't you don't think? Uh, what about Horn at South Carolina? I mean, if they move back, yeah, he would be fine. I think Farley, they've gotten some medical history and some shit off of him as well. So I was originally on the Farley train, and when more stuff like that comes out, it's kind of like, you know, I I don't know. So I'd prefer to get someone a little safer, like, yeah, you know, like a Sertan or like Horn. But, yeah, I mean, they they need to draft a corner, and then they need to draft offensive linemen. Um, that's that's, That's what they need to do. They need their, their second round pick or whatever needs to be a good offensive lineman. And they need to build back that way. They need to have a, they need to have a non-sexy draft of solid talent who can help that. Some of them can help this year. Others will help down the road because that's what they need. I mean, they still have a relatively young team. So what do you think? Uh, I know new England, you know, I was looking at new England, just bouncing around other teams. They were looking at, you know, fields. They've been at both his pro days. Even uh, McDaniels was there for the second one. If he's there, obviously, or even if he drops a little bit and these other quarterbacks are taken, you think uh, New England tries to get up there and get fields or just sits and waits for him? I mean, uh, spring chicken Cam Newton ain't walking back through that door. So, <laughs> they would, they yeah, would be no smart. Yeah. They got to get somebody. And if they get somebody, if they do, if if Justin Fields' best round end up in the Patriots' hands with Cam Newton there showing him the ropes, man, it's a wrap. 
Yeah. I agree. I, I, that would be a, that would be a great, a great scenario for him. And you're right. I mean, it's one of those things that you put him with Belichick, you put him with Newton in that offense with McDaniels. I mean, there's, there's potential there. And I think that the Patriots always, always, always trade back, right? They're always trying to get more picks. So this year is unpredictable as I think this draft is going to be, because I really do think it is. I think it's going to be absolute crazy ass first 10 picks, maybe five picks. It's going to be nuts. The whole first round, Um, you know, this would be something where new England would trade up. I could see it because they always trade back. No one's expecting it. Everyone's off. New England stays put. New England trades back. So for them to move up, I would not be shocked if that happened for them to get, you know, a Fields or if Fields is gone, maybe they get Trey Lance. That'll be good. And then uh, what I think is going to be an interesting one, I'll just drop in honor of the uh, the old wifey. I think the Steelers, man, they're going to need a running back with Connor leaving, going to Arizona. Uh, Shit, I, they need a quarterback too. Yeah, they'll uh, get it. They'll get that eventually, you know, in about six years. Because, you know, his his ass ain't leaving. Medium Ben or Big Ben or whatever the hell he is now. Fat boy. Flat the, uh, Jack, dude. Flat Jack Ben. You know, I think uh, – I, th- Biscuit <laughs> I think they're going to go after Najee Harris, man. I do. They need a quarterback. I mean, he fits. Yeah. He fits that mentality, but – Hey, and you never know. Maybe they fucking trade up and go grab a quarterback. I mean, right. that's what I'm saying. I think it's going to be one of those crazy, you're not expecting it sort of thing drafts. And some, I think some shit could go down, man. I really do. Yeah, because they're going to need somebody to be able to throw the ball more than 10 yards in the air. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, yeah. Um, all right, well. Bear, have fun at the draft tomorrow. I'm looking interest. I'm interested in hearing how it goes. And speaking of which, we won't uh, we won't go too far into this. We can just make a few comments. But uh, on April 29th, so on this day, 35 years ago, Bo Jackson was the first pick of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, Bo Jackson, we can make make a few comments about him. He was our our guy to talk about today. Uh, just the guy was just a freak of nature. Yeah, and he knew better not to play for the Buccaneers. Yes, he I was did. About to say that would be a good trivia question. <laughs> I didn't know that. I did First, not know that. That's number one pick by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I want to say that was the whole reason why he ended up playing baseball in the first place. Right. Yeah, he was selected first overall. He refused to play yeah. for them because a visit to team facilities, they said, was NCAA approved, was actually not, causing yeah. him to miss the remainder of his final college baseball season. Damn. He th- felt it was deliberate by the Buccaneers, so he said he wouldn't sign with them. But they proceeded to draft him anyway. He kept yeah. his vow, and he played for the Royals. Yeah. Stupid Buccaneers. <laughs> Just absolutely wild. So, uh, his career batting average. Let's see who's the closest. What was his career batting average in MLB? 276. Yeah, 265. 250. He uh, had. That's not bat. That's respectable. 20, for a football player. 
2,400 at bats, 840 strikeouts. <laughs> so he struck out a third of the time. That's also respected. Eh, well, Adam Dunn did worse, so that's all right. He, he was a professional <laughs> baseball player, not a professional say, player. Yeah, he was a baseball player. And then he played four seasons in the NFL. That was it. Man, that's crazy. That's it, man. Old Bo. Bo, Bo knows. The most yeah, unstoppable video game football player ever. And he didn't do shit. <laughs> hey, here's 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 uh, a fun question for you guys. How many rushing yards did he have in his career over four seasons? Three thousand nine hundred and forty. Uh, I'd say like nineteen hundred. Two thousand seven eighty-two. But he did average five yards a carry. Sixteen touchdowns, Damn. three three hundred and fifty-two uh, receiving yards in his career, and two touchdowns there. Just crazy. Impressive. Good, good numbers if he would have played longer. Uh, he, he frequently refers to yeah. himself in the third person. He's had it since childhood, and the reason he did that is he had a severe stutter, and it was difficult for him to say I, and that's why he did it in third person. That's respectable. That is respectable. I definitely wouldn't want to have been the person to make fun of him. Tell you that, right, man? Get your ass whipped. Yeah, them fists, them fists aren't stuttering. I guarantee that. Yeah, I want to know who's dumb enough to even try that. Damn bullies! <laughs> Goddamn bullies! <laughs> Goddamn bullies, sons of bitches! <laughs> Uh, all right, so that's Bo Jackson. We're going to get into trivia. So, updated standings. Gray Lamarck at 118. Barrier, Road Bear, 107. Cody Bryant, 84. Parrot, 61. Peapod, 8. Wes Anderson, 2. Since 2007, nine of the Dallas Cowboys' 13 first-round picks and five of their last seven have made at least one Pro Bowl. We'll do it family feud style, but each one gray and bear get correct is worth one point since Cowboys fan Cowboys are their team. While each one Cody and Parrot get correct will be worth two. That's some bullshit. How does that work out? <laughs> so Parrot is not here. And Bear thinks this is bullshit. So <laughs> <laughs> Why do I get half the points? So who cares if I'm a damn fan or not? That's just common knowledge. All right. So, um, actually, Cody Bryant, you would be the first one. He said these are Pro Bowl. Can you see my screen now? Uh, Not yet. Hold on, hold on. Yep. So since 2007, nine of the Dallas Cowboys' 13 first-round picks have made at least one. One Pro Bowl. 
We'll do it family feud style. And I got to probably get the ch- – oh, no, we go one-to-one. All right, so there's yeah, you'll nine guys. You'll have to let me know and mark them down. I'll try to pay attention as best as possible. All right, I'll do what I can. And he said first round picks, right? Not first picks, first round. Picks. <laughs> and he said the Rams never pick in the first round. It seems so. It's hard to do the question with them. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't pick in the first round. But they do win. They they do get the Super Bowls though. Oh, hi, Gray. Passing right. by the Waterville White House exit. Just saying hi. What's up, man? All right. Uh, what do you got, Bruce Mathis? Uh, I'm trying to think of a first round Cowboys pick. Well, uh, I'll get the obvious out the way. Um, Ezekiel Elliott. Cody. Zeke. Oh, God damn it. I got to keep track of these. God damn. God damn. Yeah. All right. Correct. Well, well, feed me well, Elliot. My turn. Yes, sir. Zach Martin. Guard, Notre Dame. I'm typing all that in. Zach Martin, (laughs) Bear. Guard, Notre Dame. All right. Correct. So one for Bear, despite being from Notre Dame. Got to give me old Tyron Smith. Tackle USC. <laughs> there you go. Cody should only get one point because all he said was Zeke. <laughs> <laughs> so family feud style, does that mean we each can miss three? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. This for, one. For nine. All right. On to you, uh, sir. I don't know. What was that dude's name, man? Uh, what? Is it uh, Jalen Smith? Is that his name? It is. Like a linebacker or something? Yeah, Notre sure. You can, Notre Dame? You, can ha- you can have him. He's a second-round pick, but you're welcome. Um, oh. <laughs> I'm just going to type it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Bear. Right. Uh, one Desmond Bryant, a wide receiver, Oklahoma State. Des Bryant, Bear, wide receiver, OS, OK State. I'll put that in there. Thank you. All right. So two for Barrington Cub. You should tell Jeremy if the Cowboys did more winning, they wouldn't have so many damn first round picks. Oh, shut the fuck up. I think everyone gets a first-round pick no matter what. Nice try. I mean, when you don't need them and, you know, you go into the playoffs and whatnot. All right. Yeah. For me, Mr. Uh, Leighton Vander Esch, linebacker, Boise State. Correct. Back to Cody Bryant. I don't know. It's five, right? Uh, Dez, uh, yeah, five. Dez, Layton, Tyron, Zach, Zeke. Uh, 
day. No. No, there's been nobody really. Huh. No, couple he was the, a first round well, pick. Well, a couple of these years, Dallas didn't even have a first round pick. They didn't have one in 19. Right. Last year they did, but he didn't make the Pro Bowl. Oh boy. Um dude, I got I got nothing. I don't know. No about Cowboys first round picks. I mean, what is Jeremy doing, man? What's wrong with him? He gets a little big head celebrating the jazz, uh, clinching that playoff spot. So you're you're telling me you want uh, Cody, Troy Aikman, quarterback, UCLA. <laughs> <laughs> He said, but he said since when though? 2007. I'm just yeah, being a dick. No. Well, I mean, if it's going to go that route, I'd have said Quincy Carter. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, dude, 2000. I don't know. I, uh, Sean Lee. I don't know. He was either in the Pro Bowl or on the. Medical reserves, like so. Well, he wasn't but a first round pick he... either. Yeah, I don't think he was a first rounder. Nope. No. Two for you, Bear. Oh, All right, center Travis Frederick out of the University of Wisconsin. He was the last pick, actually. I think he was a thirty-second pick one of the years. Travis Frederick, center, Wisconsin. Unfortunately, retired. Yeah, no shit. So I'll just give you your third point now. Uh, me, give me old Byron Jones, was a corner at the time, UConn. Correct. So you and I are at three to three. Bear. Back to Cody. I don't know, man. Two left, Life man. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, Michael Urban. All right. Back to Bear. Bear, there's only two left, man. Yeah, this is where I knew I was going to get into some trouble here because I'm trying to think because I can think of other first round picks and I know they haven't done jack fucking shit. But I have a feeling there's years where they had two that I can't remember right now. Jeremy says he should get a point for just for that guess. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I have a feeling it's going to be before it's going to be the 07, 08, 09 years, and I might lose this battle. I think, if I'm not mistaken, my boy was. I'm gonna. I think I'm a year off, but I'm gonna go with Demarcus Ware. I think he was 06, but I might. It might sneak into 07. I just can't remember. I thought he was 05. I, I think I'm wrong there. Because we got him and uh, Spears in the same year. I think that was 06. It was 05 or 06. Um, I'm going to 
I think I, I think I have the year. I think I'm in the right spot for the year, but I, th- I can't remember if he made a po- Pro Bowl. Um, but uh, I'm going to go with old Jerry's boy, Felix Jones, Arkansas, running back. I just don't know if he ever made it, though. Ah, X. Damn it. All right, back to you. This is where it's going to get really tough. I'm really trying to dig in here and think. Um, like I can't remember who was 11 at all. Uh, 11 was that, – uh, that was that was Dez or Tyron, wasn't I think, it? I think, I think Dez was 2010. Then it had to have been um, Tyron. Yeah, just trying to – um yeah dude i'm i'm blanking because i i know there has to be the 070809 and i can't think of i can't think of any of those guys um i'll go with well i know fucking claiborne didn't let's let's go with mo claiborne just for fun maybe he made it with some other team (laughs) i don't think he did Money Mo Claiborne. Morris Claiborne. That's a good guess. Ooh, you just you know what? Um, you just you just reminded me of another corner we had. Um, Mike Jenkins. I don't think he was a first rounder. Can't remember though. He might have been one of the 08 or something. Uh, let's see. Oh, Mike Jenkins is right. There we go. Wait, does it does it have a year? Uh, here, let me ask him what year for Mike. It's got to be like 08. He says he, South Florida. he he says 10. Yeah, he is South Florida. He says 10. That's that can't, that's Des. But we did. Des might have Des might have been 11, but I thought Des was 10 too. Maybe they well, had two picks. Tyron was 11. Well, I think they had. See, I know one year they had two, but you're right. I don't know. We'd have to go back and look. All right. Um, back to you. With one more, right? Yep. Oh. Um, God damn. Um, just trying to rack my brain. Rack oh, my he brain. just came back. 2008. That's what I thought. Yeah, my- I knew that. I knew there was one of them back there. Um, Trying to think because 09 they made the playoffs, so I was, that's why I was trying to think of like 07, 08. Um, ugh. I have to give a guess, but I don't think any of them are going to be right. Blanking here on my first rounders. Um, last one. Oh, this last one, 2007. He gave us the hint. Shit. Yeah, that was like my exact worry. 07 Cowboy. Um, you got one strike left. Just trying to think of that 09 team that lost to the Giants. Let's see who is on it. Um, ah, fuck. I think I got it. I think I got I think, it. I want to say we had a safety that was half decent. 
but I'm blanking right now. Did we have a did we have a Roy Williams on the defensive side of the ball? I can go Roy Williams on defense. Oh shit, he was years before that. Was it? Damn yeah. it. Yeah, I, I think remember. he was like 2001. Was he? Shit. Let me ask him. If I think was. you're right. It's just, yeah, I'm 07 now. Oh, man. Um, I think, dude, I think it's Anthony Spencer. Did he make the Pro Bowl? Oh, yeah. Purdue. What year was he? No. Uh, it's 2007. Roy Williams was? Wait a minute. He gave you an X. Yeah, and I was wrong. Yeah, but then he said, what year was he drafted? He said, oh, seven. I think he meant, I think he, I think oh, my bad, I thought you were the last guys. Yeah, I think it's Anthony Spencer. From Choo Choo. I don't remember him making the Pro Bowl, though. I, he probably, I think he might have had one good year along with DeMarcus. Uh, got a fart. Roy was 2002. Oh, I was a year off. Yeah. Nice. There we go. Anthony Spencer's the last one. All right. Hey, we cleaned house. That's good. <laughs> Thanks, Cody, for nothing. Yeah, 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 whatever. He got one. Michael Irv. Yeah, two. So he gets a two banger <laughs> on that. All right, let's see what we got from him. He'll have to get a better question for Cody next week. (laughs) 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 All right. So, uh, he saw a crazy stat, which he needs to verify, but they said it. Steph Curry missed his next 500 three-point attempts. He'd still have a higher three-point percentage than Ray Allen. This dude... Does he have any other – is that all he cares about? Is he sure he's a Jazz fan? Because he talks an awful lot about Steph Curry for being a Jazz fan. I'd be more worried about why Donovan Mitchell's injured right now and the Jazz are about to start slipping. Get a, get something better than – get off Steph Curry. We get it. He's had a he's had a great run, too, the last few games. Nobody he'll cares. Try, anymore. He'll try to confirm if it's true. Come on, guys. You can take the high road and admit when you're wrong. I'm pumped up about the draft tomorrow. Go ahead. I was say I'd be more worried about Rudy Gobert being uh, nominated for Defensive Player of the Year and Ben Simmons drop forty on him. Yeah, no shit. I'd be, I'd, I'd be more worried about Rudy Gobert making out with some more mics and canceling the whole NBA. Oh wait, that was last year. <laughs> I'm sure he takes COVID seriously now, though. Thanks, Rudy. Uh, well, I'd so, be more worried about the Denver Nuggets if I was the Utah Jazz. Uh, yeah, no shit. <laughs> So he's going to try to confirm it for us. He's pumped for the draft tomorrow in Cleveland, hoping the Browns take the linebacker from Tulsa or the safety from TCU. QBs are a bit overvalued. How many top five drafted quarterbacks ever won a Super Bowl that were not named Manning? Very few. Enjoy the draft. See you for wrestling. Uh, um, uh, Troy Aikman did. Hasn't been Baker Mayfield yet. Look how long it took the two of them to get there. Right. And what else it took. All right. Well, 
we got to thank, we got to wrap this one up and do a quick wrestling show. So thank you to Wes Anderson for moments of time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson music. Give him a follow on the Twitter at songs by Wes and Instagram at songs by Wes. Thank you to all work clothing, Crandall's quality landscaping, Connell Barrett, dating transformation.com. Sparty Steve, as always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. With the 10th pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the Dallas Cowboys select Patrick Sertan Jr., cornerback, Alabama. I thought he was the second. Whatever. That is junior. (laughs) Save the children.